Here's a place where all of us can be safe. Our stories of transformation can be safe, and all the things we want to research are safe here. This is Safe Space with Cheyenne. I'm really excited you're here, and I hope you stick around for a while, because I've got a lot to show you before I leave Earth. I love you guys. Hello, everyone. I hope you're having a wonderful day. Did you get really good rest last night? I mean, think about it. Are you a good sleeper? Do you struggle with insomnia or intrusive thoughts that don't let you sleep? I've often thought about this and I really, really reflected hard on it after I spoke with a guest we have today. He is coming on to teach us about transforming our sleep, but also getting into the story of how he struggled with insomnia and all of the other ailments that came with not getting the right amount of sleep. So I have welcomed on Manahar. I hope I said that properly. If not, just totally feel free to reintroduce yourself. He's coming on today to speak to us about his program called Transform Your Sleep. He also wrote a book called My Sleepless Nights, which entails his whole story of how he went through all of these struggles that we're going to get into and how he felt compelled to go and help others do the same. So thanks for coming on. How are you doing today? Yeah, thank you, Shay, for inviting me. Yeah, as you introduced, my name is Madhavar and I'm from India. Uh, I work in the software industry, so I've been working in the software industry since the last 15 years. Uh, so, as you rightly said, uh, I have myself struggled with insomnia. So, approximately in 2019 was when I struggled with insomnia, wherein I used to just wait on the bed to go to sleep, but I couldn't go to sleep. So, that was my struggle and I've overcome that and also written a book and also I'm helping people overcome this struggle. So that is in brief about me. I love it. We're gonna backtrack a bit and pull some details apart. So Q&A, here we come. So going back, <laughs> obviously working in software definitely means you're in front of a lot of screens for an extended amount of time, um, which mm -hmm. definitely doesn't help people go to sleep is putting screens in front of their face. So is that one of the first things that you recognized that attributed to your insomnia was not only excessive screen time, but how late into the night that you were staying up having that interaction in front of your face too? Yeah, yeah, that, that is definitely one of the major factors. I wouldn't say that that's not a factor. So I, I was uh, recently listening to a TED talk by a girl guy called Adam, and he beautifully said this thing. Uh, if you just go two decades back, uh, especially from the country where I stay in, so the te television used to just completely uh, shut down at 11, 11 p.m. and then restart at 5 a.m. So, or for example, let's say you had to watch your favorite cartoon serial or whatever may be the case. You had to have, you had to watch it and then wait for the next episode that airs next week. So right now, we don't have that thing. So right now, let's say you want to watch a series on Netflix or Amazon Prime or anything. You can just start watching it right now and without even a stop. So basically what happens with uh, the screen, uh, screens and especially these handheld devices called mobiles, which has given us so much comfort. The problem is we don't have something called as an end. 
Okay, so when you don't have something called as an end, our brain is a continuous pleasure-seeking mechanism. So it wants pleasure at any cost. And then when you give it pleasure, so it wants more. It wants more. It wants more. So the more you go into this trap, the more it becomes harder and harder for you to just say I'll put. So many times. Uh, we think that uh, what is there you can just put your mobile uh, the side or something and and i have seen even people carrying the mobiles to their bed and then uh, putting uh, watching some youtube video or whatever may be the case and then just falling dozing off to sleep so that is the level of thing so basically you are completely uh, uh, giving your brain a signal that it's not time to sleep it's time to go on go on go on go on and this is one of the primary causes of insomnia uh, where you don't uh, so if you just go uh, to 1990s or two decades back when there was not a very big internet boom you had to some sometime call end of the day but right now there's nothing like end of the day so and uh, especially in one of the ted talk the narrator beautifully says this thing human beings are the only creatures on this planet earth who change the time of sleep at will because every plant okay every animal or uh, birds or anything if they are nocturnal they respect the nature and then they sleep at the daytime and every bird or animal just goes sees that it's night time and then just goes and sleeps but human beings have this ability where one thing is the electricity which is like 24 by 7 and of course we have these handheld devices which give us so much of pleasure we can't re- really say an end so that is definitely one of the major causes of insomnia for sure so what were a lot of the health ailments that had come up at the time when you were struggling with insomnia uh say like uh so it need not be a, a one size fit all approach but from what i understand is our brain like i told it wants pleasure and then it understands that when you don't give your body the rest it can't survive so and then it understands that it needs to compromise on something or the other so for me it was like i used to lose my hair so every day after uh, every night after i woke up i used to have lot of fallen hair beside my bed side i had lot of digestion issues uh, that uh, every time i used to have acid reflux in my stomach and that was one thing and the scariest part for me was actually i was driving on a freeway kind of a thing and uh, i was on a good speed uh, and i don't even know what happened but i definitely can say that i had micro sleep i was on the wheel driving the car i was just alone there but and i really feel that fortunate that anything could have happened because of these micro sleep so many accidents happen anything could have happened but i'm there here to tell this story so that was the most scariest part for me Yeah, that is really scary cuz that was kind of yeah. leading into my next questions where I've had bouts of insomnia, not a continuous thing with what you're telling me you're experiencing, but I do know that if my alarm has to go off at a certain time, no matter what time I get to bed, I stop to wake up. 
So when I would get in those insomniatic fits, I would be like, oh my gosh, it's midnight, it's 1 a.m., it's 2 a.m. I still can't sleep. Oh my gosh, by the time I get to sleep, I'm gonna be so tired and drained when I wake up that I'm either gonna wanna push past my alarm or now I'm really not even looking forward to my next day because I already <laughs> am telling myself, you didn't get enough sleep, this, like your body, none of your cells have regenerated, you didn't, like you said, there is no end of day, right? It just kind of like clocks over into the next. And I would mm -hmm. notice when I would get up in the morning, I was 10 times grumpier, I knew that I didn't get an adequate amount of sleep, and it didn't, like, you just feel like you're really not firing on all cylinders. So when you talk about the micro-sleep aspect, do you think, um, obviously due to technology and a lot of people's um, processed eating habits is the best way I could say, um, are those, do those all attribute to helping insomnia thrive in our lives too? Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll address the food part first. So coming to the food part, uh, one uh, thing which uh, I, I like you rightly said, uh, we have we have so much of processed food. Uh, so if you see uh, this, the part, uh, Shay, one of the most energy consuming process in our body is digestion. It's, it has to be because it needs to digest the food and convert it into energy uh, energy and all those kinds of things. And for food to get digested, basically what happens is our, the body temperature has to increase. Right. So when you have processed, uh, what I was talking about is when we have this processed food, the body temperature increases. And this is actually not good when it comes to sleep. When you sleep, actually the, uh, the temperature in the body has to go down. So when you have your uh, processed food and a dinner, which is one of the things which I have observed is in 2019, I used to have a very late night dinner. So it was almost like 8.39 time frame kind of a thing. And then I used to go to bed at 10. So this actually creates a lot of problem because the for the food to get digested, the temperature in the body has to increase. And this actually creates problems. So what I have done uh, consciously is I have shifted my dinner very early. So I started having dinner at 6.37 in the night. And that actually gave like a window for my body to digest. And basically the temperature has to increase and the temperature has to decrease. So that actually attributes and creates a good sleep. So that is one thing. And related to the part where of, of micro sleeps, which you talked about. Yeah, definitely when your body uh, has to... Uh, get that relaxation. Definitely, that micro sleeps are bound to happen. So, uh, and coming to your question, like you said, that you have an alarm to wake up. So, uh, I was actually reading this book called "Why We Sleep" by Matt Walker. So, it's a very famous book uh, related to sleep. And one of the biggest uh, suggestion which Matt Walker says is, uh, just like we have an alarm to wake up. Not, none of, not many of us have an alarm to say that it's time to sleep. So that this is exactly what I'm go, uh, going in line with the uh, first answer, which is to create an end for the day. So you have to have an alarm for saying that it's end of the day. Now you have to uh, start having your relaxation routine. So it could be anything for you, Shane. Uh, Shane. So it could. So for me, uh, my relaxation routine uh, is uh, having a bath, 
a warm uh, bath and then sitting for meditation so it could be something else for you it could be going for a walk or it could be drawing or anything kind of a thing so so the thing is when you give yourself the time and window to sleep that is when sleep happens and the other thing is it is not necessary that you will sleep every day with the same amount of uh, quality and all those things so there will be in fact even for me uh, i do these things in fact there are few days where i don't sleep well that is that is how life is life will always throw surprises at us and you can't cope with these things so and that's the beauty of being human so we are not robots which which are, we are given an instruction saying that uh, 10 am 10 pm to 6 am is the time to sleep and then we just go to sleep so that that doesn't happen so that is what i would say and related to micro sleeps uh, yeah so in fact when i was having these uh, issues and i was consulting a psychologist and my psychologist told me that uh, if you have this micro sleep uh, if you can't go to a continuous kind of a sleep where you feel that you have it given so instead of uh, rushing about things and doing things uh, everything just relax and give your body the rest give your body the rest instead of saying oh no i i can't do it i can't do it so just have a two minutes break kind of a thing where you say that i am relaxing myself i don't care what will happen in the day kind of a thing but you have to relax yourself you have to learn to relax and that is when if you are able to relax i'm not saying that everything will go right but at least you are giving your uh, brain a chance to relax so that is what uh, i would uh, answer your question Well, it's great advice and definitely I get that you're going to have good days and bad days especially when it comes to sleep. Going back to the diet aspect, did you change your diet when you were starting to do these meditation and like realization practices on how to really retrain, I mean, all of your daily habits, but when you think about having those late dinners even though you moved them back was there anything in your um diet at the time that really was like harder for your body to break down so even if you say you had dinner at 6:37 was there something that you kind of had to like kick out because you noticed that even your digestion was still like we need a little more time because the stuff is heavier did you have to transform that as well uh in terms of uh, diet uh, the biggest change i did was this part and i started having foods which are less acidic in nature that is the only uh, change which i did because i told that i was having these acid refluxes uh, so that is the reason i started having foods that were less acidic in nature and uh, so i started also having uh, yogurt uh, uh, yogurt uh, so we actually uh, in india we mix yogurt with water and we call it as buttermilk and i started having that which actually uh, gives a kind of a relaxed feeling kind of a thing so that is a few things which i did yeah apart from that i also did a couple of other things uh, so which uh, we can talk in the next part of the episode okay perfect moving on Um meditation is known to create awareness in yourself, alter your perception and really get your mind working the proper way if you train it the proper way, right? Like I think it goes especially for people that have an unconscious state of mind, they're in a very autopilot robotic state with a lot of ways in their lives. 
they find meditation and then they start having these aha moments where they really realize like I am in charge and this is possible and oh, these are all my limiting beliefs and it gets people out of a victim mindset and I mean, I could go on for days on the details of it. When you started doing this, like pulling yourself back early, you're really putting these thoughts into action. But when it comes to meditation, when you're still, um, everyone talks about like the squirrel brain in the beginning, like, what do you mean I have to sit down and not think anything? It's impossible, which it's not really about not thinking anything. It's about, you know, like not grabbing onto those thoughts. But did you have those aha moments in the beginning when you were starting to retrain yourself out of the insomniatic fits? Yeah, so uh, I'll answer this uh, with the first part which of the squirrel brain which you were talking about. In fact, uh, when I started it, I, I also had this problem wherein I just was uh, starting doing meditation and I almost like gave it up multiple times. Uh, but then uh, the thing that really helped me is uh, actually uh, I used to listen to a guided meditation on Udemy uh, that actually had uh, guided meditations for actually three minutes, five minutes and eight minutes and uh, slowly increasing it to 20 minutes. So when I started uh, the first mistake which I did was I just started with just the 20 directly with the 20 minutes meditation. and. It was like so difficult for me because, uh, like you said, uh, every time I, I, I always was thinking like, is how many how many how many minutes I've done? Is it four minutes? I have to sit for still sixteen minutes. So that was the biggest problem which I had. So uh, so what uh, I after these trial and errors I realized is you have to find the path of the least resistance and when you start you have to just start with very bare minimum so uh, as a matter of fact uh, the book uh, called uh, by Dan Harris where he talks about meditation for skeptics uh, the author says that even a one minute meditation is good enough to start but you have to persist with those practices so start with just one minute or two minute meditations but in in my part, what I did was I just started with this three minute meditation, and after doing, uh, yeah, initially I screwed up and I did all the wrong things. But what I did was uh, I just started with the three minute meditation, and then I increased it to five minute meditations, then to eight minutes, then to twelve minutes, and then to twenty minutes. Is how I gradually progressed, and that is when actually I saw that results. Uh, in fact, even now, if I do those 20 minutes, some days, my 20 minutes are totally agitated kind of thing. But one thing what I would like to say uh, about meditation, uh, Shay, is uh, I heard this beautiful story from uh, Lord Buddha. So what happens is uh, someone comes to Buddha and asks him, what is the benefit of meditation? Why do you meditate and all those things? So Buddha says, go and get me a, gla- a glass of water. So the disciple goes to the river and sees that there's the the river is flowing very fast and it's the water is very muddy. So he doesn't want to bring water. So Buddha insists that he should go and get a glass of water. So he takes a jug of water and then uh, the disciple gets water. And then uh, Buddha asks him to just leave the jug of water for some time. So what happens is the initially the water is very muddy and then uh, it's not drinkable. But then what happens is after you give it some time, the mud actually goes and settles to the bottom and the clear water comes to the top. And this is what actually Buddha says, 
what happens when you meditate is your mind is always agitated and once you give it some time then the dust of the mind, the mind goes to the bottom and the clear water comes so that is that is how i really give uh, like this analogy uh, from the story of buddha and this is what happens when you are having these tough times meditation will actually clear that thing but all you need to do is give it time consistency in meditation is one of the biggest things that i hear people talk about when they're like oh i just i do love it but i just i never know when to fit it in and da 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 da, da. So I love the breakdown where you're like, even if it's a minute, two minutes, three minutes, five minutes, whatever you can do, just do that and build off of that pathway the best that you can. Um, okay. I think that's, that's great. And that advice really is for me because I'm really good at being like, oh, no, I didn't do that today. You know, and I just kind of like slap my hand about it. I'm like, I got to get back to it. But some of the best advice I ever heard was um, this renowned meditation teacher that teaches all over the world. I messaged him one day and I said, how did you consistently like get yourself in that habit before those pathways really take over and it becomes just a way of life for you? In the beginning, like what were your struggles? And he said that his mentor at the time said, you must meditate every day. It doesn't matter how long, but write an X on the calendar. And if you miss a day, you have to start over. He's like, so my first time I got to 30 days and on day 31, I didn't really feel like doing it that day because I had received so many benefits from the prior 30 days that you're kind of feel like, oh, I can skip it today. I don't really need it. I'm feeling good. Right. And he mm -hmm. said, but I certainly didn't want to have to start over. He's like, so I just kept going and going and going, which is really good that he pointed up the 30 day thing, because that's what a lot of neurologists talk about when we're talking about rebuilding pathways in our brain, 21 times to format habit, 30 days, all of those minimal number variations that we have for how our brain actually builds new patterns and actions for our lives. So for him to okay. even be like, after 30 days, I was still like, I have to meditate today. So vulnerably, like, do you still have those days where you know it's a great benefit for you, you know you need it in your life, and it's caused all this change for you, but we still have that nagging voice in the back of our head that's like, you don't have to do it, it's fine, you're feeling great today, just do it tomorrow, and they kind of push yeah. it off. Like, what do you do for that inner voice that tries to derail you from all this progress that you've made? <laughs> yeah, that's so that's that's the part of uh, being human so I, that's what i would say so <laughs> that definitely i that's that definitely happens but uh yeah in fact to be really honest i have also missed uh, a week kind of a thing but then i i somehow uh, again start with small and then keep building it up so that is the practice which i told right so when i skip for a week or two weeks, then what I uh, want to do is uh, don't again start with the 20 minutes. Instead, just do the three, five kind of a thing and then build, build up. So that is one thing which I, I have been doing. Build it back up. I love that. Do you want to tell us about your book, My Sleepless Nights? Yeah. So uh, my book, uh, My Sleepless Nights, uh, is available on Amazon. So my book is about uh, my story of, I, I put it this way. So it is like how I planted the seed of insomnia, how I nurtured the seed, 
and how it became a very big tree which bothered me a lot uh, so that that is what uh, i have put it in as a broad classification and then how i uprooted the plant so i talked about uh, the practice of meditation which i started uh, so initially before even starting the practice of meditation to be really honest i was also very desperate and i wanted a quick time fix in form of a sleeping pill uh but then uh i went and talked with a psychologist and then he asked me like what, he just had a one on one conversation just like the way you and i are having so i used to have this one on one conversation but it helped me to a certain extent but then that expression was not helping so he then referred me to a psychiatrist and the psychiatrist uh, diagnosed that it was anxiety and i had to take anti anxiety pills but then the thing was i before going to the psychiatrist itself i started on the practice of meditation and my psychologist told me one thing yeah you may uh, continue with this practice uh, taking this pills and all those things but don't give up on this practice of meditation so i did this practice of meditation regularly like i told just very teen uh, tiny habits which i kept building up again and again and with every visit to the psychiatrist my de- dosage was always tapered down to half so initially it started with 10 mg it was tapered down to 5 mg then to 2.5 and then completely it was tapered down so that is uh, what i may mention about this book and i also touch base about uh, you, since you talked about neuroplasticity so this is one of the fascinating parts of uh, human brain where uh, we think that we our brain cannot change but the beauty is our brain can change at any part as far as long as we are alive we can change new uh, we can create new neural pathways and we can completely change our brain so our brain is completely malleable yeah so it may not be very easy like for example my daughter is just 10 years so for her it can happen very fast but maybe for me it may take some time but uh, the part is the brain is malleable and in fact there are so many books also there's a book i haven't read it but the brains that changes itself so that's the title of the book and that's about neuroplasticity where uh, you your brain can change yourself so that is what is mentioned in my book i love that and let's go ahead and go into your program in general and how you work and assist clients definitely don't give everything away cuz all of all yeah, your yeah. stuff linked below if anybody would like to transform their sleep with you Um but if I'm a client coming to you I know I have insomnia you know my diet isn't the best my anxiety is probably through the roof definitely from not sleeping how do you really start to help that person unbind these things with the um I don't want to say like tips and tricks cuz there's yeah, a lot sure. more than tips and tricks to it but what are some of the ways that you start to give them the power back to themselves yeah so ashay like one uh, biggest thing which i have observed in fact it was with me also and i have observed with people who struggle with insomnia is they want to try to sleep as fast as they can this is the biggest fallacy of sleep the problem is if you want to try and become good at cycling the harder the more you try you become better at it Uh, or you want to become uh, good at public speaking if you try more and more you become good at it. but in sleep it's completely reverse you the more you try to sleep the harder it becomes so first thing is you have to stop trying to sleep so this is the biggest distinction which i, I 
teach people is you you can't sleep as long as you start keep trying so first thing is you have to stop trying to sleep so that is the first part so when it comes to uh, people who struggle with insomnia the head is completely filled with sleep 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 i want to fix my sleep i want to fix my sleep and the brain is continuously revolving around do these kinds of thoughts only so i have this one on conversation where i talk here and there about their favorite movies their favorite colors their favorite childhood memories and those kinds of things and that actually drifts their mind and their thoughts away from sleep and they actually so in our brain there's a part called as amygdala which is known majorly responsible for the fight or flight response so when you talk uh, the way we are talking right now having these conversations what happens is the amygdala quietens down and it understands that there's no danger and then the more evolved part of our brain called prefrontal cortex which is the which actually differentiates human beings from animals uh, so that actually takes over and then i talk, i introduce them through the practice of uh, mindfulness uh, this is one thing which i uh, uh, insist on so the thing is many times we either live in the past or live in the future but we don't live in the present moment right here right now so i introduce them to this part which is called as mindfulness of course then into the meditation and then uh, talk about these sleep rituals like the way you talked about the diet and the other part which uh, from my uh, thing which i have observed is having a proper unwinding routine so having an alarm and then having a proper unwinding routine so spending time with your family so in my case what i used to uh, apart from meditation the other things which uh, really helped me was i used to sit and do some kind of drawing with my with my daughter Uh, it was a very uh, it's called a zentangle so where you just keep drawing and then you don't bother about how good your drawing is and all those things and just you focus on relaxing yourself and then the other thing which i've noticed is previously i used to have this habit of watching news before going to sleep these debate shows kind of thing and what i understood is when you end the day with any feeling of uh, hatred against you or someone else or those kinds of things or you end the day with a feeling of anger that also actually doesn't help so when you end the day uh, with the practice of uh, either it could be if you are religious you could end the day with a prayer or the other thing which i recommend is the practice of gratitude so being thankful for the little to the little things that are there in your life when you do end the day then you have good chances of going to sleep and of course the other uh, most common thing is uh, people have stories in their head in fact uh, human beings have stories in their head so it could be any kind of a limiting belief from the past or anything where you just hold on to the limiting belief very hard that is once you are able to talk so i don't start directly with that so once i create that rapport and all those things then i ask them to talk and share their story so when they are able to let it go that is when the real magic happens that's wonderful i often use um sleep meditations to fall asleep too i go between a variety of like hertz frequencies and um the titles really get me it'll be like 
regenerate all the cells in your body, release all the worry, and tap into your subconscious mind, or astral travel, meet your spirit guides, like just very catchy, catchy things. And I've yeah. read them so many times, especially getting away from the Hertz frequencies, even though that's what they are, but they advertise them as, you know, all the titles that I just said. I often wonder, like, where's the proof that this is actually happening? Or is this just really a good catchy title for guided meditations, right? So if you're, okay. if you're going to... <laughs> My questions are stories that turn into questions. Have you noticed? Um, with, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, with giving people guided meditations, everyone's different. They're going to respond to different meditations, right? So do you have a variety that you're able to give to people or is it just a standard? How do you really go about assessing to see what meditation is going to work for what client? <laughs> uh, so, uh, I'll, I'll answer the first part of the question related to the uh, naming and all those things. Uh, I, I this is my theory where I see I feel that going from point A to point B, uh, you can have multiple ways, right? So, so you there is no one size fit one way of going it. So that is what I feel. Uh, you can give any name to it, but the final thing is to uh, do one thing, which is to tell your amygdala that there's nothing to worry and let the prefrontal cortex take its uh, processing power and uh, handle it. So that is what I would uh, say. So that, uh, coming to what suits them. So uh, in fact, it need not be uh, just this meditation. So even there's a thing called as walking meditation where you just focus on the steps instead of the breath. You just focus on the steps that you are taking, the left, the right, the left, the right, the left, the right. And you keep the mind as you should get distracted. You can also go in that way. So it's it's about uh, like I was having this uh, a conversation with a friend who is a meditation uh, expert and uh, he gave a beautiful analogy, which is like he told, just like there are flavors in an ice cream, so you can try different varieties of ice cream, and the one which you like the most, you have, you can just stick with that. So that is that is what uh, I would recommend. I love that. Thank you for that. I know that's going to help a lot of people, including me, because I hop around a lot on meditations, and it is like how I'm feeling and what's really going to penetrate through all those walls that I built up during my day. Um. I'm so sorry. My questions sometimes escape me if I have too many loaded up in the dock <laughs> already. So moving yeah, forward in your practice, not just in your personal practice, but also with your clients, like you have a show on Instagram that I want to get into before we're all done here. But what is your future goal for continuously spreading this knowledge and helping others transform their lives? Uh, so coming to my future goal, uh, so I want to uh, become, uh, uh, right now I'm working in the software industry and doing this uh, thing as a side hustle, mm -hmm. which is uh, helping people uh, with that. So, but my future goal is to do this full time, helping people overcome these challenges. So that is my future goal where uh, I want to uh, do this thing. And uh, yeah, so r related to this part, I have already started creating awareness by 
writing on my social media my facebook and my linkedin posts kind of thing so wherein i talk about uh, yeah if you see most of the social media is about achieving doing this thing doing that thing and all those things but uh, from from what i understand is unless you have a solid foundation of sleep uh you can't really achieve anything uh, very substantial is what i feel so that is that is what i talk about so that is that is the direction which i am going so creating this awareness is the direction which i am going uh, i would say wonderful and you also have a show that you do on your instagram you usually do an instagram live and you bring on experts in the field that you are currently helping just again to <laughs> educate people more and bring more awareness talk to me about that yeah so yeah faith so i have uh, a show on instagram that i regularly do uh, every friday at 8:30 pm india time so i just collaborate with uh, different sleep sleep coaches wherein i talk uh, specifically uh, about how they have struggled with their sleep issues and how they have overcome and what is the advice that they give to their clients uh, and of course at the end of the day uh, end the show with uh, asking the guests to uh, talk about the coaching program my intention behind creating this uh, talk show is to show that uh, you need not lose hope and think that medication is the only way to get out of insomnia so there are multiple people who have done it have overcome this challenge and you can also overcome so that is my uh, main intention behind creating this show and i have uh, almost completed 15 episodes of this talk show so that is that is what i want to share here well i love that and i love all the work that you're doing all of the progress that you made from yourself is really really inspiring especially from I mean, I get insomnia. I've never had it on your level, but I've experienced enough to be like, this isn't what I want in my life. But when it starts breaking down parts of your body and even not helping you propel on your future, I think it's a wonderful, wonderful goal to continue to want to explore it, uh, teach it. And then um, I just see you like teaching a bunch of workshops in the future and traveling around. So you have my support. I'm cheering you on from my sweet little safe space in Wichita, Kansas. Thank you, thank you, Shay, for that. I will always have um, my guests' information linked below, but is there a specific between Facebook, Instagram, or your website that you prefer people to reach out to you to contact you about transforming their sleep? Mm, uh, I more or less uh, have everything uh, okay. related to their content but uh, on my website i have uh, uh, like if someone has an issue of insomnia so i have just created a 10 minute video related to what is the biggest mistake which most people do when it comes to insomnia so so if anyone wants to uh, have a look at it so that is that is where you can look at it so i have a free video which will come to your uh, inbox and you can uh, get uh, knowledge from that. Wonderful. Great. Well, to all my friends listening, if you would like to transform your sleep, please head on over to our friend. He will get you all set up. And I was even looking at your website today and it, it was just like transform your sleep in 30 days or less, which again, you do have to continue on to the process. But in this very fast moving wor world, 
Um, you're going to transform a lot more than your sleep in 30 days if you go into these meditation practices. So I really yeah. appreciate you coming on today and telling us. And again, friends, all the information is down below. Hit the description if you would like to hear more. Yeah. Great. Thank you so much. I look forward to keeping up with your work. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. And hello, my friends. Before we get out of here, I have a track from Neovi. It's called Crash off of his album Onward. I'm sure you've heard this before, but just in case, go ahead and add it to that playlist and I will see you on the next episode. Okay, friends? Love you all. This is the Hoosier Media Network, your home for podcasting. Secrets.